0: All right, welcome back everybody to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Brandon. And we have a first for 2021. The first weekend that you can say that the Detroit Lions won a football game. I I don't know if I can still believe it. (laughs) I I must say. I must say, like, after, you know, however many weeks, like six weeks of football, if you told me that the Lions were going to win a football by score uh, a game by winning. Oh, my gosh. A game by (laughs) scoring 29 points. I would have laughed in your face.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Um, Maybe after, like, the first couple of games, I would have believed it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I don't know what was going on. I kept saying to my my wife, I'm like, what in the heck is going on in this game? <laughs> like um, they're actually playing well. <laughs> I think uh, they
0: should have uh drug tested the whole team afterwards just to you know just to make sure.
1: <laughs> especially the second quarter where they scored 20 unanswered points. <laughs> like, what? Oh gosh. So yeah, Lions won twenty-nine to twenty-seven over the Vikings with a game-winning drive by jared goff so goff he went 25 for 41 with 296 three touchdowns and an interception jamal williams was a leading rusher he had 17 carries for 71 yards on receiving amon Ra st brown had 10 receptions for 86 yards and a touchdown um others of note Josh Reynolds had four receptions for 69 yards. Hawkinson had four receptions for 49 and a touchdown. And then Brock Wright had two receptions for 28 yards and the other touchdown. Um, On the defensive side of the ball, there was three sacks, two by Charles Harris and one by Julian Akbara. And this is the first game in a while where there wasn't an interception.
0: Hmm.
1: I feel like I, they said that uh, Amani Orawarie is tied for third in the league right now for interceptions in the season. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Um, one thing I notice about this game is that Riley Patterson, the kicker they have, he might be the best kicker they've had this year. <laughs> <laughs> they need to just cut ties with the other Jabronis and keep him around.
0: Yeah, but you know, as soon as they do that, then something's going to happen. And he's going to suck. <laughs>
1: that's kind of what happened when they got Prater like they had all these guys they drafted a guy and he sucked they brought in another guy he sucked and then the Broncos cut Prater because he was a drunk and the Lions signed him and the Lions are like we
0: don't care yeah
1: he cleaned himself (laughs) up and um he ended up being pretty good but so I don't know maybe this this Patterson guy that we got off the Patriots practice squad is good
0: Shane Patterson (laughs) maybe yeah i i still am baffled because no i don't i can't imagine anybody being optimistic about this game because flowers was out and then swift it was the first game without swift
1: yeah i kind of wondered about this game because i never think the vikings are that great Uh, the nfl will sometimes get high on them and like oh they're gonna win the nfc north and like They always get high on every team in the NFC North but the Lions. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, this is the year the Bears take the next step. And, like, the Bears never have a good quarterback. And then it's like the Vikings are always underachievers. Yeah. And, I mean, in this game, they didn't play too bad. I mean, Cousins went 30 for 40 for 340 and two touchdowns. And then Alexander Madison had 22 carries for 90 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Justin Jefferson killed the Lions again. He had 11 receptions for 182 and a touchdown. And then, like, just their defense. I don't know. They had three sacks just like the Lions did. And that one interception, which was a terrible decision by Goff.
0: What? Terrible decision? Goff? No.
1: But, yeah, that game-winning drive where he threw that touchdown to St. Brown, that totally blew my mind. Well, and the Vikings were playing, like, prevent defense the whole time.
0: Yeah. Giving them, like,
1: way too much room.
0: They were playing Detroit football. That's exactly why Detroit loses if they ever have the lead at the end, because they always do that prevent defense, and they suck at it. Yeah. So. But, hey, they did it. Yay. Mm,
1: Finally. (laughs) But you want to get into next week's game?
0: Uh yeah, the only thing I'll say is like I don't know, like I don't want to feel bad saying this, but it's just like I wasn't really so much as excited as I was just more so surprised. Like I'm happy for them that they got the win, don't get too many cuz we want a good draft pick. <laughs> right. But it was kind of like okay, they won, the monkeys off their back, you know, more surprised than in at the fashion that they did and they were able to score more than 16 points. So
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: anyways, that that's all I got.
1: Moving forward. <laughs> so the Lions play the Broncos on Sunday at four. Hate those four o'clock games, but I mean ooh, it's ooh. in Denver, so that's why. Broncos are a hard team to figure out. One week they're good, the next week they suck. Um this past week they sucked against the Chiefs. Um they got Teddy Bridgewater, who's I think been on five different teams now at quarterback. <laughs> Um, they've really talented receiving core. Uh, they got Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and Tim Patrick. They're all pretty good. Um, and at running back, they have Melvin Gordon, but he's kind of banged up. So he might not play. Uh, they also have Javante Williams, who's a rookie. Uh, he's pretty solid. And then at tight end, they have Noah Fant, who's kind of come into his own, um, on the defense You know, no more Von Miller. He's in L.A. now with Stafford, but um, they've got a pretty good secondary. They got Patrick Sertain the second, and uh, Justin Simmons. Uh, Simmons is one of the best safeties in the league. Uh, Defense, decent defensive line, and you know, like I said, kind of a hard team to figure out. So one week they look good, next week they look bad. So since they played the Chiefs and got hammered, they'll probably come out and destroy the Lions. (laughs) I kind of hope they do, because like you said, I don't want the Lions to win too many games. That was the one game they were allowed to win, because if they win another one, then both the Jaguars and the Texans will jump over them in a draft. Of course. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much all I got.
0: All right. Well, super exciting, of course,
1: Mm. because,
0: you know, nothing more exciting than the Lions football, which, hey, it wasn't a boring game. Yeah, that's true. How about that? Well, you know what wasn't a boring game was Michigan's dominant win over Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. Two huge monumental wins back to back weeks. Oh yeah. They were not just, you know, big games with big wins. They were dominant wins. Mm-hmm. And this one even more so dominant. And dang, man, it could have been a shutout. Um, it felt like a shutout by the second half, but mm-hmm. so yeah. Um what to say 42 to three Uh, Michigan scored points in all the quarters except for the second one. Uh, So it was 14 to three at the halftime kind of felt a little nervous at halftime just because Iowa is notorious for being a comeback team. Um, And so if they are lingering too close, they they came back from what, like 18 points down or something a week or two ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, the fact that it was a two possession game, you know, Could be a little nerve wracking, but things uh, progressed nicely in the third quarter. And then, of course, the fourth quarter blew up for scoring, but huge, strong start for the offense, um, that fantastic play, the run by Corum and the awesome blocking by JJ. Like, holy crap. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone reacted to that where it's just like, how fast is JJ McCarthy? Mm-hmm. so uh that was just cool to see and that was i mean getting a play like that against a stout defense a big gashing play like that is just always fun to see and so they did that and then their very next offensive play was the 75 yard touchdown pass um by edwards which just nonsense man
1: yeah that's i said to you guys um <laughs> I think that pass by Edwards was better than anything that Shea Patterson threw in his two years starting at Michigan.
0: <laughs> Dude, it was just... I I just... I, I don't think anybody could believe it when they saw it.
1: I saw that, and I, I wasn't even... I didn't even know that it, um, Edwards threw it until the replay. Like, I looked down at something like... I don't know. My my fat ass was probably looking down at Wings or something. <laughs> <laughs> but then like i looked up and i saw the ball in the air and i'm like wow it's a great pass and I'm like oh touchdown oh and right. i showed the replay and i was like it was edwards that threw that <laughs> like, i thought it was mcnamara that threw it
0: right oh man i mean right by by that point i mean that that just like ripped the hearts out of all the hawkeye fans there which by the way I, I don't know if he's listening uh haven't talked to him about uh football in several years but my cousin went to the game uh he's a Iowa grad, Ugh. and so I don't think his uh weekend was very pleasant.
1: <laughs> Probably not. I think it was w- within the first like five minutes of this game. I remember saying to my wife, "I'm like, this one's gonna be a blowout."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, pff, yeah, because it was. I think there was maybe five or four minutes left in the fourth, or uh, in the first quarter. And Michigan already had 14 points.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So,
0: yeah. It was – things blew up. Uh, Wilson had two receptions for 82 yards. He led the receivers. And then uh, Coram actually led for the rushing yards. Uh, He had that big run. So, he had five carries for 74 yards. But then, of course, Haskins did his job with 17 carries – only fifty-six yards, but made a big impact and had two touchdowns. So
1: mm-hmm. guy always falls forwards.
0: Yeah. He definitely uh definitely was a workhorse and did a fantastic job. Interesting thing to note too. Um I kind of was uh I kind of figured they were setting it up, uh, but the uh Hail Mary at halftime by JJ McCarthy. Uh-huh. That was uh that was a little impressive. I was a little worried yeah. that he was gonna get sacked, but wouldn't really have mattered because time had expired, so right. But
1: yeah, as soon as they brought him out, I said to my wife, I was like, Well, this is a throw to the end zone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. He he can do it. McNamara Yeah, can't. But but McNamara can do a lot of things that are necessary, and even though like he didn't shine in this game. He went 16 for 24, 169 yards, one touchdown, one interception. An interception wasn't really his fault. Like, it was a deflection and went right into the um, defensive player's hands. It wasn't the greatest pass, but still, it wasn't, you know, it's not like he threw the ball to the defender. Yeah. but He had
1: a nice run there for a first down.
0: Yeah, that was a very good play on his part. And a very great uh, play call by Gaddis for that, because mm-hmm. I, I was wondering too if it was uh, you know designed that way. And I think Klatt was talking on the broadcast that he he said from the way that it was set up that it obviously to him looked like it was a designed quarterback run. So
1: yeah, didn't he, didn't he say there was a genius play by Gaddis?
0: <laughs> I, th- like, I think uh, so.
1: Yeah, because he he sent the um tight end in motion which brought the linebacker away from the box and -hmm. left the middle of the field wide open for McNamara to take a run.
0: Yeah, that that was a big play, too. That was a third down conversion there. So, Yeah, Yeah, so, uh, man, beat Ohio State, Big Ten champions, first time since, what was it, like 2004, I think, or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, first time with a title game, and they totally dominated. Which, so it's now eight years in a row that the East has won the Big Ten title game since they divided East and West. Now, while, of course, I like the idea of just eliminating divisions, if they eliminated divisions, it would have been Michigan playing Ohio State again. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways um yeah um reactions thoughts brandon before i uh, get into voicemail
1: um no, other than just it was a a great game um both sides of the ball brought it man hutchinson he's like a one-man wrecking crew. say mm-hmm. that Um. might not have showed up and shown up in the box score i mean he had a sack but nothing like too amazing, but if you watch the game in eclipse, like he was just manhandling whoever was blocking him. Yeah. Like you cannot block that guy one on one. And then even they showed like some double teams and he was just blowing guys up. It's crazy. Yeah. Um I will say that I fell asleep for a little bit towards the end. What? Because I'm old and I don't know. Like Sick. COVID <laughs> still makes me tired <laughs> get getting over that, so uh yeah both my wife and i fell asleep and i i caught the end with a you know the time ran out and then everybody was celebrating so at least i got to see that and i got to see harbaugh ramble on about god knows what oh man <laughs> we got he's... a chlorophyll guy up there talking about god knows what <laughs> more like borophyll
0: <laughs> yeah no he's he's kind of getting back into his old self a little bit with his weirdness quirkiness yeah.
1: It is, I was laughing because his son stayed there next to him but he's doing an interview, and his son's just like looking at him and like looking around, like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and I also made the comment too to you about the shout out that he gave to his, his son, Jay, and how good of a job he's doing. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if Steven saw that.
0: <laughs> well, we have voicemail, so who knows? Yeah. We might hear about it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that's actually a perfect time for us to jump over and uh, listen to our voicemail this week. Tell us what's
2: going on My day after. Uh, whooping up on Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game. Now, I, I was going to leave a few voicemails last week, but you know I know how y'all are. Y'all talk about Iowa and they're going to do this in their defense. Man, please. I I wasn't even worried about that game. <clears throat> I, I just wasn't. That Iowa, I'm not a cute little team, but come on, man. Um, But to address something from last week's show, Um, first of all, Brandon, is Smith and uh, – I think that was you. Sm- I think you got it wrong. Um, Smith and Jigba, that's his name. No, I think that was, that was Yoda. It might be Yoda, but I thought you mispronounced his name. If you did, it's Smith and Jigba. Oh. Excuse me. Secondly, Caleb, I picked 10 wins before the season, possibly, possibly more, but I did pick 10. I did pick them beating up on Ohio, though. So, yeah. Now to the uh, the playoff. I'm not one of those fans that's scared of Georgia. I know. Uh, Alabama and uh, Michigan are two different things. Alabama exposed them because Alabama's actually better than them. Michigan will expose them, not because they're better than them, but because Georgia's a wounded animal. Um, a, a, a friend of mine who was kind of like an insider, old Miss fan, told me that, and he said his, I don't know how true it is. If Kirby Smart loses to Jim Harbaugh, then he's pretty much Mark Rick. He's going to be on the hot seat. He can't lose to Michigan. So they're going to be throwing everything they can. The reason I don't think Georgia can beat Michigan, two things. One, that, that, that those linebackers have been exposed. The Michigan uses their tight ends. Um, Georgia has some small linebackers. and They really do. Uh, and Cade, if he's given time, which he will be, going to kind of carve him up. It's going to have to be on him because running, I don't know if they're going to be able to run for two hundred. They're going to they're gonna be effective in some, some ways with the run, not completely. Two, Georgia just doesn't have any weapons outside pickings, man. They got some running backs, but you can just put Turner on him or, or Dax, and that's pretty much it. So they're going to have to run. You, you, you're playing in the Michigan's hands. When I look at the Alabama-Georgia game, Jordan Davis, man, this dude, look, he looked out of shape. For uh, nine weeks, he was called the best player in college football, and we didn't hear anything from this dude. Like, if they're not getting penetration on that D-line, they're really not that good. Not saying Georgia's a bad team, but Michigan's offensive line is pretty good. So, if they don't get any push, man, And plus Michigan has a lot of weapons too, so people are going to underestimate that. I think Michigan will win maybe 27 to 17, but I don't know if Georgia can beat them. What say ye? Go Blue
0: all right steven thanks again for the voicemail appreciate it and uh yep you were right man i mean that that's (laughs) almost every time when brandon and i are uh chatting or texting or something about a game and everything it's just like steven was right (laughs) (laughs) steven nailed it steven was right so uh give credit where credit is due um i i'm not um you know after all the games were done and everything obviously you know people are viewing uh, rightfully so uh, because of the uh, difference in teams and players and everything that uh, the matchup Cincinnati would be the <clears throat> easiest one to match up against. And then Alabama and Georgia are the uh, two toughest, but just because they're tougher doesn't mean that they're not beatable. I um, now, if you asked me a couple weeks ago, if I think, Michigan could go up against Alabama or Georgia I would not have been confident um, because uh, as I've said for weeks now the thing that was of concern was how well the coaches would prepare the team for it because mm-hmm. Michigan's got the talent and the the players believe and they are working their butts off um, so now that we've seen that they actually like everything's uh, it's all appearing to line up properly. Like this team is where it needs to be. This coaching staff is where it needs to be. If those two things continue, um, they don't have to be at a hundred percent, but if they're both, you know, firing firing on all cylinders, then yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about if they get matched up with Bama or Georgia. Um, not saying that, Oh, I know they're going to win, but I, I know that they can play with them. So, yeah, I have not watched um, much of uh, Georgia or Alabama. I mean, I know Georgia's defense was super dominant, but, of course, there was the whole speculation the whole time on, like, how good is anybody that they're playing, and then they played a good team, and then they looked like your average college football team. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think I do agree with what you're saying, though, Stephen, that uh, Georgia definitely does have its talent, and it's um, uh, it's got a good defensive line, and so there will be some things that Michigan won't be able to normally do. But if this coaching staff game plans as it has been, I think that they can set up for what they need to. Um, to be able to make things work because they've been doing a fantastic job of attacking the outside edges, uh, which they weren't doing for like 80% of the season. It seemed like, and so if they do things and balance things, well, um, I think their next game, which is falling on new year's Eve is well within their grasp. So, uh, I'm, I'm optimistic for it. Brandon. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I'm feeling pretty optimistic as well. I'm happy that he brought up about um, Davis and how we had to hear about how great he was all season. And I saw like a lot of clips <laughs> on Twitter today of him against Bama, how he's like, either he's blown up and has like absolutely no energy left or he's just not trying mm-hmm. when they were that far behind. Um, And I'm you know, I'm looking at their schedule and who they played, too. Like, who have they played? Alabama. That was it. I mean, they played Arkansas. It was number 22. But they put, it was 37 to nothing. I mean, it's impressive with the shutout, but they also let Kentucky score 13 points on them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, all these unranked teams that are, like, putting points on them.
0: Well, they were saying and, that Kentucky was technically their best win because they were ranked 11th at the time.
1: Yeah, and I just and now they're ranked 25. So what does that tell you? Like the only good team they played was Alabama, and they lost, and they got stomped. Mm-hmm. So you know nothing too impressive. Like you know, Michigan beat Ohio State and beat them handedly, and then they beat Iowa, who's not a like a, a schlub team,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I don't know. I just I think Michigan matches up pretty good against Georgia, and you know, like Steven said, Alabama is a completely different story. Yeah, um I'm so happy that we don't have to play Alabama. Mm-hmm. Like at least right now, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, since like you said, Cincinnati is the best matchup. I don't really know what to expect with Cincinnati because they don't play anybody in the AAC. So, uh yeah, kind of hard to put your finger on.
0: Yeah, Luke Fickle's a, a good coach now.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> He did not really have his act together when he was the interim coach at Ohio State, but um he knows what he's doing. And, you know, you know, he's going to be pulling all the punches like he's he's going to be giving it everything. It's not uh he's not one from what I can tell that's going to be like, oh, we're going to play Cincinnati football and we're going to keep doing what we've been doing. No, he knows well enough that Saban and his staff, they know how to break teams. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. they did to Georgia. And so he knows that he's going to have to go in and basically look like a different team against Alabama.
1: Yeah. And, you know, coming back with Georgia and Davis, like, you know, exact same thing Steven said. And I was thinking it like right, <laughs> right before we listened to the his voicemail. That Davis hasn't faced a defensive or an offensive line like Michigan's, mm-hmm. and <coughs> except from for maybe what I'm Alabama. seeing, yeah, from what I'm seeing, well, he got manhandled by Alabama. He did nothing exactly. Um, from what I'm seeing on uh, Twitter from you know like other SEC fans, that he hardly he plays like half the downs
0: hmm.
1: on defense. And he's supposed to be like this huge impact player. And that kind of goes with his conditioning. I mean, the dude's 340 pounds. Yeah. Like if Michigan can just keep running the ball, like he's going to be worn out. And that's when the small linebackers will get exposed that Steven was talking about.
0: Yeah. Well then too, like uh, a thing that was, has been an issue through the years, but we've finally seen change this season is that Michigan was not consistent on making halftime adjustments. Mm -hmm. But in the past two weeks especially, halftime adjustments have been their specialty. So um, if they can keep doing that, because Michigan is a a well-conditioned team, and, I mean, they work it that way because they want to wear down the other team. So, uh, yeah, definitely something that they can work to their uh, benefit in the second half is – Attacking a tired defensive line and capitalizing on it. Yeah. So I know we'll be talking more in depth about that. Uh, Man, I haven't even really looked at calendar to see because, well, we've got like two weeks before that or something. So, uh, I mean, of course, we'll be doing um, a preview for that when the time comes, we're going to still be talking about the exciting lines, football, Woo-hoo. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we'll get more in depth into it. Did you have uh, any more to say about that though?
1: No, I think that's pretty much all I've got. I'm, I definitely want to go and try to look up some highlights or some game tape and stuff on Georgia. So I have more of an idea of what we have to deal with. Cause like, you know, like you, uh, I haven't watched really very many of their games. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I would um I I'll be looking forward to doing more of a breakdown and everything. It's gonna be more unique, obviously. Bowl games always are with uh dealing with somebody that we haven't because usually with um conference games, which is so nice, is I like I like to try to watch the other teams um to kind of get a feel for them before we before Michigan plays them. Mm-hmm so that I have uh, some content to talk about. So, yeah, we will be talking more about that for sure. But, I mean, right now, uh, Michigan players, students, faculty, coaches, fans, everybody can just soak it all in because not only was there an awesome win against Ohio State, there is now a Big Ten championship game. Uh, to hang a banner for, and a couple weeks before not just a bowl game, but a playoff game. Yeah. So super excited about that. Uh, I think that we can just go ahead now, uh, unless there's anything else to mention about the Iowa game, we can do predictions for the most amazing <laughs> NFL team ever to play in history. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> so we've got as you were saying brandon the lions going to denver to play the broncos and the lions are eight point underdogs and the over under is 42
1: all right um yeah i'm expecting another lions loss um, like I said, the Broncos are hard to figure out, but I don't think they'll really have a hard time with the Lions. Um, and again, I'm hoping the Lions lose, mm-hmm. just because I want that number one overall pick. Um, yeah, I'm expecting the Broncos to win 24-14. to 24-14, to 14.
0: let me get that ring down. All right. Yeah. Well, I was, uh, I kind of feel like there's (laughs) Lions are never a team that uh, carries momentum. Yeah. So I think um, I really do like your um, prediction of 24 points for Denver. That seems kind of appropriate. They're averaging just under 20 points a game. And so, since it's the Lions, of course, you can probably tack on a few extra points. Mm. Um, but I don't think they're going to do much offensively. I'm actually going to put it as uh, Detroit 10 and Denver 24. So, a little right. bit of a bigger spread there. But, yeah, still, I, I don't know. I mean, well, like you said, I hope they don't. I hope they don't win. Uh, but I really do imagine it's going to be a letdown so letdown follow up game to their first win of the season
1: oh yeah so do we have a lock of the week
0: Uh, but you don't
1: have college to deal with
0: I don't have college
1: do you want to pick an NFL one
0: uh, okay sure go ahead put me Catch me off guard. Uh, go ahead and share yours.
1: All right. So the Cowboys are a four point favor over the Washington football team. And I think the Cowboys will cover that. Cowboys are eight and four. Washington is six and six.
0: You said that was uh negative four.
1: Yeah. Wa- uh, the Cowboys are a negative four against Washington football team.
0: Bow team. All right. Um. Ooh, dang. There's some interesting spreads. Nothing all that great. You know who else sucks? The Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) So I will take Tennessee covering. It's a bit of a bigger spread. Um, But I'll take uh, covering negative nine and a half against the Jaguars.
2: Rock.
1: I would like to see the Jaguars win that. Not just so you'd be wrong, but so the Lions could possibly win another game and don't have to worry about the Jags jumping them.
0: True.
1: Same thing with the Texans. I hope they win one more game. Mm Mm-hmm. Which see. is funny because I think the Lions are better than both those teams.
0: <laughs> well, the uh the Jaguars do have two games coming up that they could win, Texans and Jets. Yeah. So have to check that. You said the other team was Houston, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so one of them has to lose.
1: <laughs> right. Um, dude, that Monday night game looks pretty good. The Rams and Cardinals.
0: Yeah, I just saw that.
1: That'll be a good one.
0: Mm-hmm. But... Ooh, I don't think Houston. I don't know if Houston's gonna win another game, so I might have to watch out for that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, do you have a Lions question of the week then?
1: Yeah, will Jared Goff throw an interception? Simple yes or no, and I'm gonna say yes.
0: I believe that is fair. And I will also say yes. And uh, just for a quick context on our points, uh, I was able to climb back up and I passed you by one. I hate you. I know. I'm, I'm good for that. So you've got 60 points. I've got 61. And yeah, we'll get to see how... Lions screw things up this weekend. <laughs> do they do they screw things up by looking bad and you know keeping their stock in the NFL draft, or do they screw things up by winning?
1: I saw now that the Vegas odds of Lions getting number one pick is now fifty percent.
0: Ah, yeah. I feel like that's kind of fair, but I don't. I don't want. Yeah. to. Happen.
1: I mean they're only a half a point behind Houston. In Jacksonville. Yeah. What is the, the rest of the Lions schedule? Let's see. Yeah.
0: Let's look at that real quick.
1: They play the Broncos, the Cardinals, the Falcons, the Seahawks, and the Packers. So if they can lose to the Broncos and the Falcons, I don't think we have to worry about it. Yeah. Because they're neither. not going to be the Cardinals, the Seahawks, or the Packers. <laughs> mm. Unless the Packers just rest all their players.
0: Oh, dude! Forget that. They're gonna win anyways. They always do that. Whenever they rest their players, and uh, what's Jordan? So
1: Jordan Bumble will come out and throw for six hundred yards and seven touchdowns or something stupid.
0: Yeah, Rodgers doesn't even have to play and they'll still win. I hate uh, Rogers so much.
1: <laughs> I just hate his pompous face. I know.
0: Um. Yeah, and the nice thing is that both those are road games: the Broncos and the Falcons. So. Yeah. Yeah. no I don't there's not much concern but yeah it's it's fair to say that's 50 50 right now if they win another game
1: yeah and I almost kind of expect it because it's the Lions and they always screw it up yeah my dad always goes back to um the year that OJ Simpson was drafted number one overall and Mm -hmm. the Lions had that number one pick for a long time and then they won a couple pointless games and then they weren't able to draft OJ who you know back then was an amazing player now we just think of him as an alleged murderer so
0: what you're saying is <laughs> the lines could have saved OJ Simpson
1: <laughs> maybe
0: or maybe they just would have made things
1: worse they might have being depressed living in Detroit <laughs>
0: probably would have made things more violent, but anyways, all right. Huge, uh, tangent there. So we appreciate you guys hanging out with us and tuning in Uh great year, great year for Michigan football. And, you know, we'll keep saying it because, you know, Stephen was right. <laughs> uh, we hope you guys have a good one and, uh, yeah, there's not much going on for college football. Um, until the bowl games start, but maybe you'll be watching the exciting lines game at four o'clock this weekend. Oh yeah. But until next time we'll finish off with go blue. Go blue.